Okay, I think we're on. Oh, are you recording? I'm also recording. No, you're recording. I can only see it from your end. Okay, so I'm recording? Yep. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is BDF, and I'm Juhi Malik. I'm Nanya Venkatachalo. And we are the CEO. Welcome to our our first episode. It's going to be messy. It's going to be random, but that's how we like to do it here. Mm Mm-hmm. So today we are going to talk about GGTF, our foundation, and um, our organization and how we really got started and what it's meant. And we're really going to be talking about ourselves, just having a little chit chat. So yeah, we're really excited and stay tuned for our next episodes where we will be covering different topics and more deeper ideas as well. Yeah, I think you summed it up. Okay, so... Let's start off by talking about us and why we started GGTF. You want to go first? Uh, you can go first. <laughs> okay, so I am the founder and co-CEO of Girls Got This Foundation, abbreviated to GGTF. And I started this organization um, in July of 2020 when I realized that there's no organizations locally or in my community uh, where I can bring my friends and contribute and help raise awareness about issues that I care about. So I started GDTF and then I asked Juhi to be my co-CEO. And yeah, the rest is history. Um, We really aim to be a platform where women can relate to and share information with us. And we can all just be one big, happy internet family that trusts each other. So that's my main end goal. Uh, you want to go next? Yeah. So when Ananya told me about her the organization she's starting, I was like definitely on board because personally, I have not seen, I guess, where we are from a lot. Um, you can definitely see it a lot maybe on Instagram and stuff, but I don't think there's like necessarily just like a forum just for girls to just share advice, like their experience, just like stories in general and I just thought that this would be just a wonderful opportunity for girls and um, for us as well. And so I hopped in. And ever since July, I think it's really been amazing. Um, We have just really grown. um, And we have really grown as an organization. And we still have a lot of things planned ahead, which we're also going to be talking about. So yeah, I think that... I'm just really thankful for Ananya for including me in this. And I think that together as co-CEOs, I think we're going to do really good things with this organization. Awesome. That was so good. So if you want now, we can delve more into who we are or what we plan to do for GGTF. Which one? Take your pick. I guess we can, as we're on the topic of GGTF, we can definitely just talk about what we have um, in store for us uh, coming up in the future. Okay, sounds good. So um, I will contribute first by saying that we definitely are going to be publishing more and more content. We want to be relatable and approachable to you guys. And we want to just increase our engagement, meet new people and just kind of grow and help other people grow. So definitely more content. Um, That includes probably videos like IGTVs, reels, 
um, articles done by our amazing writer, who we, we do hope to have our officers on the podcast soon, very soon, as soon as next week. Um, but for now, it's just us introducing everything. So articles by our writer, graphics by our social media and graphic design officer. So we just want to be very active on social media and, of course, on this podcast. Yeah, I would definitely say that uh, I think that our pushing out of like our different like different stories and writings has been fairly slower um, as than we would like it. So we'd really like to get in more of our ideas and get in more of your ideas and include all of your guys' ideas as well, Um, which we'll also be asking you guys um, for your guys' ideas on our podcast. Um, Definitely on Instagram. You guys should definitely check us out on Instagram as well and yeah we would definitely like to get some more interviews maybe we're going to plan some events as well um just get a lot of things which will be i guess helpful to us to you guys and yeah really just expanding okay um so as we were talking about this um so ananya um we also have ambassadors right so we sure do we Mm -hmm. took in a couple uh but we do want more people on board and we do want to give constructive and meaningful tasks to everyone so if you like what you've heard so far and you want to contribute maybe or just see what ggtf is all about we encourage messaging us asking us questions and applying for our ambassador program we promise that we'll have great tasks and to-dos for you guys and you're going to be part of this amazing movement so I totally recommend it. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree it's just a really good opportunity and you might be also part of some of our I guess committees for planning events and different things as well and yeah it'll be a really good experience if you're definitely if you're just getting in or you want to learn more about us so I guess now we can just move on to what do we like to do and what we want to talk about. So, Ananya, um, how's your day going? <laughs> That's a really good question, which honestly, I don't think people ask each other enough. Like, how's your day? My day's been pretty good. Um, as you know, I'm wearing eyeshadow that matches my sweater. And that automatically equals to a great day. So <laughs> that's how my day's been going. And um, we've been working on a lot of content and planning for GGTF, which you guys can look forward to. And uh, yeah, so like I said, it's been a pretty cool day. What about you? It's been a pretty good day today for me. I mean, I had one of my final exams today, but it went pretty well. Um, so yeah, that's pretty good. Um, so... One question to you is that, have you ever experienced like sexism, racism? Um, Yeah, also in GGTF, we're not just covering about sexism or about genders. We're also talking about like racism and other like important issues that are really going on right now. Um, I'm just gonna, maybe for me, I think there have been, I guess there's definitely gonna be people who have been, I guess, racist or sexist towards us as we are just some (laughs) facey gals um but I guess where we live I'm just really thankful 
for where we live right now is that it's a much better, I guess, area than where some other people are living. And however, we still definitely see it happening to us. Right, Ananya? Yeah, totally. We're lucky to live in a very diverse and accepting community, I guess, at least relative to other communities. Um, but even then, there are instances that Juhi and I have faced where it's unacceptable and kind of unwarranted. Like you're just going about your day and it kind of just happens and it leaves you with a lot of doubts and questions. So we wanted to, for our first episode, kind of in a storytelling format, discuss and address these issues. We'll definitely be back um, with a different topic every week and stuff, but for our first episode, we wanted to dive into this one and chat really briefly. So the question you asked me, I would say, fortunately, not really. I haven't experienced a ton of sexism or racism or anything else, again, from this pretty accepting environment, but it can ha happen on social media. For example, uh, we post reels and sometimes people who don't agree with our viewpoints or agree with the content in the reel can kind of start this insane conversation argument and it kind of just puts you down a little but I would say that that's the most I've ever experienced so I don't really have a ton of stories on this but I think you might so I'm gonna throw the question back at you yeah, for me, definitely. Like, you were talking about the comments. I mean, some of the comments that are reels, I, first of all, they kind of just don't make sense, to be honest. Um, and it really just shows you, I think, um, just seeing some of these comments, um, talking about how, like, the issues women face are just not real or, like, they're just disregarding it. It was just really saddening to hear because it is really a big problem going on right now. Um, I think for me is that it's right now, I don't really see it really as prevalent, but I think there's just a lot of things in general, like maybe it's like you're, maybe some people don't hang out with you just because, oh, like you're a certain race or it's just like, you know, people making jokes, you know, being like, oh, you're a girl, so you can't do this. I think we both have probably felt that at some points of our life. And I feel like a lot of people have felt that at a lot of um, places in their life. Um, I think for me, something that stands out to me is that when I was a lot younger, um, I think this was like first grade or something. I just remember being like one of the only like Indian kids at our school. And I just remember being like, no one looks like me. And it was just really weird to me just seeing no one who looks like me. I mean, at I don't know. Um, it's good for diversity and all that kind of stuff. And I still have friends, but I, I just thought it was just a little bit weird because everyone was just white. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, where we're from, the Bay Area in California, if you didn't know, uh, it's people are constantly coming in and coming out. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty spontaneous in that you meet new people and you just tend to be more empathetic and know what other people are going through because you usually have a closer knit group of people who you know you share ideas with and in high school where um, 
juniors in high school, by the way. In high school, you kind of get accustomed to what you've been experiencing so far. So there's not really like new drama or new harassment around racism or sexism or anything. But I'm sure in other places, there are spontaneous attacks and there are spontaneous um, issues and instances of harassment, which can be really detrimental over time. So I know that we're not the most experienced people to talk about this, but I feel like we can really delve into it and give our opinions. So, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, as a kid, I have moved a lot in my life. I've moved throughout like literally entire United States. I've been like to different parts. I've been like the East Coast, the Midwest, the South. I mean, I have, and the, I guess the West now. Um, so I've been through a lot of like places and I will definitely say that like it's really nice to be in like an area where you're actually like you're taught like you're seeing a lot of different cultures and you can actually see like everyone's kind of like just coming together um, and it's really nice to see that like uh, rather than being like separated you know in their like own little like cliches or like little groups I think it's really nice about Bay Area or California in general I think there's a lot of places but I feel like California is one of those areas where a lot of people are just together collaborating um, which is really nice to see um, and yeah I would I would say that I think it's getting a lot better but definitely there's still a lot of improvement that needs to be done and just a lot of things that are just not being like addressed like I feel yeah there's just a lot of things that are just not addressed sometimes um which I see personally um, yeah, yeah I agree and one thing that's been kind of because we live in a very almost sheltered area where most of the time it's quiet and calm uh the AAPI attacks that have been happening recently have really flipped the tables yeah. and especially in our community have really brought awareness towards what's what is the bigger picture because we have a very large and prevalent Asian community what were you gonna say I was also gonna say the BLM movement also was a very absolutely I would I would say that I feel like here since like it's more accepting we didn't really notice it as much because like I feel like Bay Area is just, I don't think we usually see this too often. You know what I mean? It's very rare. Yeah. But now I think as like bringing to light, I think we're all starting to notice even like just tiny details of like systemic racism or just tiny details of racism, which we just thought was like normal. You know what I mean? Like someone mispronouncing your name, for example. I'm, I think we all, we both have been there where like, they just absolutely just don't pronounce our name or guys i have a 13 letter last name okay you can imagine it's <laughs> been stressful <laughs> and i think it's like you know just the fear i feel like anytime like a sub you know like a substitute teacher um is going to say my name like i always i'm just like hopefully it's remotely close you know or like when a teacher says my name i always see them like pause beforehand and they're like I hope this is correct or something and you know to me I get it like my name is not the same as a lot of people's name but if you can pronounce Tchaikovsky correctly I feel like you should be able to pronounce our names correctly. <laughs> Absolutely I think that one thing that's really been 
I don't know if it's its own kind of epidemic or pandemic, but the graphics, the infographics that have been made for all different types of issues, like I've seen them for BLM, I've seen them for COVID, I've seen them for AAPI hate, I've seen them for almost everything in this age of social media. So you can, um, when you see these, you do kind of learn, but at the same time, I feel like there's so many of them. Like, have you seen those before, Judy? They're like usually colorful and bright and they have interesting font and they talk about social issues. Do you think that those help educate you? I feel like, sure, they do. Like, I usually, whenever I see those infographics, like, you know, those, like, threads on Instagram, I definitely feel like it does. I mean, I can learn some more information. Like, if they talk about here, you can donate to these areas. Or here, like, this is what's going on right now. I feel like they get really straight to the point, and you can just go and, like, to different forms and like different types of things but i think that there's just um i feel like those are more for general kind of areas and i feel like people actually talking about personally their experiences are just different than just like our infographic yeah i feel like on our instagram um we really have we have some where we're talking about threads but as i think you guys can notice is that we have like our writer talking about her personal experiences with it and I feel like just those adding those personal experiences really like sets more of a picture of what's actually going on rather than just saying oh 50% of people have this. You know it's more better to visualize it when you actually see someone who has dealt with it or who actually knows people who are dealing with it. I think that's just also something really important um, to talk about. Um, so yeah, Ananya, um, just going on a tangent here, um, have you ever been, like, bullied or any of that kind of sort? Um, not, not anything that I starkly remember. I remember, of course, in kindergarten, there was those, like, playground bullies Mm -hmm. who always said mean things to you, because, I don't know, they get off on that, but I think after like first grade or second grade I've never really experienced any bullying but I have experienced like the little microaggressions like you mentioned like people struggling to pronounce my name and they don't even try um and of course generalizations like in chemistry I am kind of weak at chemistry like not even kind of very weak but people would be astonished when I don't understand what's going on in the classroom because I'm Asian and that's just pure what because everyone has the same brain and everyone has you know capabilities of understanding and just because you're a certain race it doesn't mean that you are you know smarter and you can your brain can drink up everything you hear you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I also agree to this Oh, you're muted. I'm so sorry. Um, there was, uh, sorry, my dad came into the room. <laughs> <laughs> we love quarantine. We love, we love that. Um, for me, I think personally, I have faced bullying a lot, um, especially when I was younger. But I don't think I really face it as much now. Now it's more of like, oh, rumors or something. I feel like you have also probably felt like someone's like saying a rumor about you, like, pss, 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 
Oops. But I feel like, honestly, like, those just go away in, like, what? Like, a week. Not even a week. It's a good day. Like, no one even actually cares anymore, which is really nice. Like, people are maturing, and they don't really care anymore. Um, I guess another, I guess, microaggression. I think it's for me is just that whenever, like, I just feel like if I do something wrong and I just feel, like, scared to, like, failure. Do you ever feel that? Totally. I feel like an excessive paranoid person and an excessive perfectionist, but I'm also afraid of failure. So I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, it's nice that you don't get really bullied anymore or you really never got bullied. I should, I should say it like that. Um, it's really nice, I think. I feel like a lot of communities should be like that. Like, guys, like, bullying is very overrated at this point. Like, it really is, it's not fun. And I feel like even if you, like, tell, I guess, a teacher about it, like, nothing really happens, okay? You know what I mean? And I Yeah, they do try to, like, enforce those rules at school. But I do notice that after a while, they just kind of drop the ball. And I've... Okay, again, we're lucky. We've only heard of like mild, very mild harassment or bullying, but there are places and communities that bullying can take a toll on a child. And there are many measures, many horrible measures that some children will take to escape this bullying. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's one thing that schools need to put more focus on. Yeah, and I also see like the fact about like racism really coming into this. Um, I think a lot of no more i would say more ruler areas or like more areas where like these rules are not really like taken seriously as much you can really just definitely see how like the bullying goes up how like racism goes up and it's really sad to me and i think something else we should really be talking about is how i guess dress codes are very not fun um, yes dress codes no one follows them but they're there for some reason. And I feel like that also feeds into sexism because my shoulder is probably not going to distract you to the extent of failing your class. Exactly. Um, I also think I've heard like in some schools where they're like, oh, you can't have like certain type of hair. And I definitely see that as like, that's technically like racism. Like that's just not fun. Like imagine being get home because like, oh, like you wore like, this is just an example, but, like, just because of your hairstyle, like, really? Like, I just find that very, no. I've seen instances of teachers, um, <clears throat> and not to, like, call anyone out or anything, but children with, like, uh, curly hair or, like, um, afros. A lot of teachers have been, for some reason, frustrated by small children with these hairstyles, and they try to, like, tame it. They put, they do the child's hair to their liking and then they go home and their moms and dads are like what happened to you and first of all that is a way encroachment of personal space and second let the children know that their cultures and their values can be represented you know if everyone like this is just one incident but if everyone in the future shuts down what they do and what they want to do they're going to be cornered in this little hole that they're never going to come out of you know what I mean yeah I definitely agree um I think 
Yeah, I really feel like, you know, I've just been hearing about like some schools where they're like, girls can only wear like turtlenecks or like full sleeves or something like that. And they can't wear like ripped jeans or something. And I'm just, that just makes me frustrated. I'm like, if you're going to let guys literally roam around like shirtless, like, come on, people. And we're not saying that we're jealous or against men, by the way. We're just comparing the two, just so you know. We are forever neutral. We love and accept everyone. It's just a comparison. Yeah, I'm just, we're just talking generally about what happens. I think California, I think the dress code is kind of just like non-existent. I think as long as you're wearing clothes that, I guess, cover the areas it needs to okay, it needs to be covered. Does that, I don't know if that sounds right um, or not. Honestly, at this point with this kind of um, progression and there's change happening, like social change happening. So I feel like as long as you're not hurting anyone and you're not hurting yourself, do what you like. But I feel like dress codes at the same time, they're institutions. So I'm kind of torn on this one. (laughs) See, I get it. Okay, like, I get it. Like, okay, like, maybe we should not be showing up in our underwear to school. Just, just maybe. You know, I, what do you think about that? Like, I don't, I feel like maybe, okay, I get that. Like, maybe as long as people just don't show up in their underwear in school, I think that's fine to me. What do you think? Yeah, um, and who knows how dress codes might change and evolve over the years. Um, I feel like those are things that are super flexible and things that people don't really pay attention to. So I feel like they're going to be easier to change and easier to overcome. But as of now, they are one of the many ways where institutions and places of power try to display um, their power almost. Yeah. I, I think I remember at our school, like they didn't allow us to wear like, I guess, spaghetti straps. Um, but now they really just, like, ever, all the girls just were like, let us wear spaghetti straps. And now they allow us to, so. It's- yeah, if it's hot outside, I'm not going to be wandering around in a turtleneck. Like, that's just not reasonable. It's not practical. It's not reasonable. Um, and honestly, yeah, that's what I think. I'm like, as long as, first of all, you're comfortable um, and what you're wearing or not I mean that's really up to you but um, you know what I mean like if something I don't know how to explain that but I'm just saying this as long as you're wearing what you want to wear and you're like okay to go outside in it and all that kind of stuff I think it should be fine you know yeah as long as you're happy and you're comfortable that's all that matters yeah and I definitely think as, as long as it doesn't really hinder I guess you you you're personally in class i feel like it doesn't matter about what anyone else thinks but as long as you personally are okay in class um i think that's that's really all that matters yeah that makes total sense also i think what you were referring to is when things aren't comfortable um often like you sacrifice comfort for fashion yeah, that's you sacrifice fashion for comfort exactly that's what i was trying to say i just didn't like say it like in a good way because I felt like I was just trying to say like not comfortable like you're not comfortable going like in a way that you did not want to wear what you're wearing but what I really meant to say is that sometimes 
when you're wearing something you really like, you might not be like comfortable in it, like relaxed in it, for example. I, th I think that's, wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Does that make I sense? Think that cleared it up. <laughs> you can be comfortable or even not comfortable. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, um, we're going to wrap this up in about five minutes. So I think one thing that I wanted to say also is stemming off of the sacrificing comfort for fashion is something that a lot of women are expected to do, which I think is totally unfair. Do you have any thoughts about that? Okay, why are there no pockets on pants? Like, come on, people. For women's pants. I know. <laughs> it's it's almost like a one giant scam of like, oh, here's pocket. Just kidding. Not I feel like pocket. women's fingers have evolved to hold like the entire universe in their hands. Probably. I mean, I'm not even joking. Like, I, whenever I just see like my friends and they're like guys and I see them just like everything is in their pocket you know and I'm here I'm like holding like my phone my keys like my wallet like I'm holding like 37 things in my hands and you know yeah and all my guy friends are like why don't you just use your pockets um I would if I had any or like or they have like the fake pockets the pockets that are like two inches deep and then you can't put anything in there. What's yeah, the purpose exactly. of the pockets if they're not actually pockets? Again, fashion over comfort. <laughs> but how is that even fashion, okay? Like, just because like making more space for pockets doesn't necessarily mean that the fashion is going to be less. Do you think that pockets, um, sorry, pants without pockets are still fashionable? Or do you think pants kind of need pockets? Even I, if they're fake. I feel like, like, tights, for example. I feel like sometimes, I guess, without the pockets is fine. You know what I mean? Um, but I feel like, let's just say something like jeans. Like, what's the point of having, like, fake pockets for jeans? You know? I know. Jeans were, like, made originally to be work pants. And, like, <laughs> utility pants that are supposed to carry everything you need. So, like... If they have fake pockets now, that kind of kills the whole purpose, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So that that is a big problem. And I really hope that that like makers will start actually making, you know, front pockets. I think that front pockets for women definitely in jeans need to be more. We better we we should be getting a lot more. Maybe something that actually fits our phone for once. Yeah, dude, it feels like as phones are getting bigger, the pockets are getting smaller, <laughs> which doesn't help. Yeah, it doesn't. Okay, so that concludes our fun discussion about everything and nothing at the same time. Uh, we wanted to thank you for listening to us ramble. And also wanted to let you know <clears throat> that if you want to contact us, uh, our Gmail is girlsgotthisfdn at gmail.com. And our Instagram is at g.g.t.f. G-G-T-F. Any other contact info you want to leave in, Julie? Um, that's pretty much it. You can just go to our Instagram page and you can just click on email that way. 
you can also dm us um oh yeah, yeah. dm us i i hope you guys really understood this and if there's something that was not really meant clear by me whenever i was t- speaking you're like what when I was speaking, just know that like everything which we've been saying has really good intentions. So if our intentions are true. Yeah. If it doesn't sound like perfect in the way we say it, it's because this is a pretty co- candid conversation. Like we didn't really plan ahead for this. And, yeah. Yeah. And we're high schoolers, so we don't exactly. know anything. <laughs> no, I mean, we're babies. <laughs> exactly but i hope you really liked this and i hope you i guess maybe gain some more perspectives or maybe related to this as well so yeah yeah and we hope you join us for future episodes with all of our officers and maybe fingers crossed some special guests in the future we have a lot of great things planned so we're excited that you are considering or chose to take this journey with us thank you Bye. See y'all next week.